last day of May here at May 2023 spare time. May tw- I almost, I have to say, I almost broke a streak of not saying the thing that everyone says during May from in sync all of May. Like I literally, it almost just fell out of my mouth when I made a concerted effort not to say it all month. Can you imagine on this, the last day of the month, if I said that thing? That would be honestly too upsetting for us. It would be devastating. We would, the podcast would be over. Here's a question for you, Marie. I can't wait. My friend Marie over there. Um, Do you care about NSYNC? My friend Elisa over there. uh, I mean, culturally, yes. Like I was a real boy band girly in my youth. Mm -hmm. But if I may be so honest, I was a Backstreet Boys girl. Me too. And that's that's why we're here now, I think. Period. Period. I mean, I know like the Justin Timberlake of it all. Like he's the real winner in the boy band battle royale. But. Is he like why not Lance Bass? So true. What a great point. I was I, I was I was writing for um Nick Carter all day every day. Oh yeah. Yeah. I literally was as I said Lance Bass I low key thought I was naming a Backstreet Boy and then I had to be like oops still in sync. <laughs> I also thought we were naming a Backstreet Boy. So maybe we don't like them that much after all. Well, it's been years to be fair. 20 plus. It's been <laughs> I was going to say it's been decades. It's been decades. Anyways, this is spare time the pod if for some unbelievable reason you're here for the first time yeah if you've never listened to this podcast before please dm us and tell us how you found it because i think that currently we're basically at like a core group of people that we could have over for dinner and i like it that way that's perfect i mean not everybody can say that they've had a podcast for going on five plus years literally scary and it's intimate (laughs) it's intimate and i'm not sad no, it's perfect. It's perfect. Um, but we come here to talk about ourselves mm-hmm. through the lens of spare time, which is really the time where you are not doing anything that you have to do. Yes, it's the time where you are spare. Yeah, <laughs> famously. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about ourselves and we talk about the world, but the mostly culture. about ourselves and how we feel about it yeah and we're here today to talk about may i almost did it again i know i know you did you almost did it too unfortunately gave you a pause to almost do it but we didn't do it we didn't do it um we're here to talk about may what did you do marie how did you spend your spare time it's funny because i felt that this month was very long and then when i reflected upon it i could not account for my time I couldn't agree more. It felt it was giving February, you know, it was giving February. Um, I will say, and I'm going to add this to the show notes because um, I feel in my heart that this is what I spent the majority of my time doing. Um, And it was speaking on the phone to customer service representatives. Oh, no. And that is bad. I've been that having actually some one of the worst ways to spend your spare time. That's, <laughs> it that's it might actually be the worst way to spend your spare time. Oh, no. To be honest. Customer service. Oh, health insurance, Elisa. I've been on the phone with Blue Cross Blue Blue Shield and also DC HealthLink, who two entities that need to talk to each other, but it seems that they do not communicate at all. No, I that's so crazy that you said that, because today I spent an 
ungodly amount of time simply trying to schedule a doctor's appointment. Like, why is it impossible? Why is it impossible? I'm going to give you the short, you know, this should be give my worst. I'm, this is, this should be my worst of the month. So I'm going to hold right on to it. Okay. Some other stuff that I did that was fun. I was in New York city. Oh, the big apple, the big apple, three bucks, two bags, one me. I spent two weekends in the big apple, um, which was fun. You were being glam in the big apple. I was apple. being a glam, glam girl. I was wearing a fit. Um, some, time. some might say I was serving. I, I wouldn't go so far. I I'm would. Humble. Thank you. Um, and it was the beginning of wedding season mm-hmm. officially kicked it off. It's back. really exciting stuff. It's back. And honestly, D the other thing that I spent my time, spare time doing is just like relishing in the absolutely eternal spring weather that we've been having in the district of Columbia. It's got to be the best spring we've ever had. Don't it's you been think? nice outside for like five months. I feel confused about it. Like, I know I'm trying not to question it too much because like today I went outside and I was like, again, I know another 70 degree day. Like, and it's oh. like not really humid. It's I mean, for so context, nice. like we actually don't experience spring in DC generally. So the fact that this is happening is, I mean, it's a gift. It's just like the temperature has been and the mosquitoes are waiting. They're waiting. And, you know, this must be how people in California feel. But unfortunately, this year in California, they are not feeling it. And if that's the trade off, then that's the trade off. Sorry, girls. Other coast, babes. It's coming over. It's coming your way. Enjoy the rain. You really you really do need it. Yeah, but it's been absolutely perfect here. You're right. Yeah. And that I don't overlook because May is usually like I think of May as being kind of a bad time weather. Completely treacherous. Yeah. It's yeah, like very treacherous. Of <laughs> sweating constantly and yeah. feeling like you're kind of fresh out of the shower all the time. Yeah, but in a bad way. No, not like you didn't actually shower way. Right, 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 right. So that's kind of what I have been up to. What oh about God. you in the month of May? Um, I also went to New York City to uh, watch our friend get married. And that was really gorgeous and lovely and nice. I celebrated three years of my little baby beau. Oh, um, sweet, sweet beau. I love him so much. And uh, recently he, well, he thinks his name is Bobo because that's what everybody calls him, Bobo. So mm-hmm. he's been introducing himself as Bobo. But actually he's recently uh expanded that to be bobo bear that's how he introduces himself now so that's a little unbelievable a little nugget for you all um which was so fun i love the month like may is like kind of a difficult and exciting month for me and the birth of Bo makes really skews it to the positive so i love that we love that I kind of got back into reading this month. I feel like I had like a little bit of a lull in this Mm -hmm. month. I did do some good reading. Um, For my birthday, I set a goal every year. I'm sure, as we talked about, the intimate group that listens to this pod has heard that for five (laughs) years. My goal this year was to knit um, or make one item of clothing. And I completed a hat. (laughs) A hat. She said it's an item of clothing goal. Yeah, Ericomia doesn't count, <laughs> but I did make it. Um, I'm proud of you. I'm working on a vest, and that's what oh. I will hopefully uh, 
be done with by the end of this month or the year, but uh, just an update. Um, my friends are opening a bookstore, which is really fun. They already have a bookstore and they're opening another one. So I went and did some shelving. And you know what? One of the most fun things on earth is like to pretend like you own a store or like are a small business owner for maximum four hours. And that is what I got to do. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's the dream. Like you were Meg Ryan in I, the amount You've of time I was thinking shop around the corner. It's crazy. I was like, oh, my God, I'm doing it. You're um, doing it. You're living it. And then one of my friends, uh, Marie McGrath, <laughs> friend of the pod, you could say the closest launched a book club and oh I God. went to that book club and I'm really excited about that book club because I have not had an in-person book club um like in many 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 years me neither not and since it feels like, like this 2014 this is yeah. gonna be the one it's gonna stick you know I saw a book club on there and I was like oh cute I can't wait to hear about what book club Lisa joined oh my <laughs> god I joined a queer book club a queer book club none other than you Um, but the first meeting was so fun. It was, I told Erica, I was like, oh yeah, you know, book club. She was like, who was there? It was four people this time because there just were a lot of things that happened. And she said, um, that's actually not a book club. That's a book tea party. I was like, okay. Honestly, the vibe there is what I want. It was perfect. I'm like, I'm seeing pedophores. I'm seeing little cucumber sandwiches. What could be bad about that? It's going to be amazing, but I'm really looking forward to, that in my spare time life me too that's fun for us yeah it's so nice and i liked the people that we met like sometimes it's really fun to meet people because you're excited to be their friend and sometimes it's fun to meet people because you're like you're weird and i want to dissect this um Mm -hmm. and that is that is generally the experience that i have with like any new groups like new gatherings where I'm like, I might know like one or two people, but it's going to be a lot of strangers. And it's usually about 50, 50 in those categories. And that is fun. Well, there's something so delightful about like bringing a group of people together, some of whom know each other in a totally different context. And I feel like book club is usually also, it's like, obviously we are an exception to the rule, but it's like, oh, I invited my, like, this is a real life example. My co-host was like, I invited like some friends from pickleball. And it's like, they're not like best friends outside of this, I assume. So it's like no, they it are friends, they super acquaintances, <laughs> and now we're in this other context, and we get to like watch you interact. And I that's love fun. It. Group dynamics, baby. Group dynamics. I mean, I love reality TV. It's it's all the same. We're living so. one big reality show, big time. So I'm really excited about book club, and that is how I spent my spare time this month. Yay. I love that. It sounds like it was a good month for you it was, and for me. We spent think, a lot of spare time together, actually, low-key. We did, and it was nice. It was really I liked nice, that for actually. Mm-hmm. I loved our book club night. That, that, that was, was so fun. I know going, we went on a date, too. We went, we went to book club, and then we went and had a little snack and a little dessert and a little drink at the bar at the Red Hen, and that was cute. Super cute. And I would say, like, if I'm seeing you, I want it to be minimum of six hours. So that has to be perfect. Actually, we're not capable of hanging out for less than five hours. We just keep going. Even that night, we were like talking, 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 talking. And then we 
we're sitting in the car outside of Marie's house talking for at least another 25 minutes. Yeah, that's our custom. And I like it that way. That's called you friendship. guys might you might know based on this podcast that we do indeed enjoy talking to one another. We have a lot to say. And um, <laughs> speaking of Marie, what is the best thing that happened in your very good month of May? Flawless segue. Um, I included you. this honestly, like just for you, because I know that this is important to you. It's so important to me. And I... I have not been to this place and I I'm dying to go. Well, you should definitely go. I can't wait to know what you think. So I spent a beautiful day in, as I mentioned, New York City. Um, and I spent we saw a lot of friends in New York. Um, this was the same weekend as our friend's beautiful wedding. It was magical. Um, and I spent Sunday afternoon with two of my dearest friends on this planet, just kind of like kicking around Soho, like doing better than that, doing a little bit of nothing in a fun way for like six hours, which as you, as you just heard, I like to do. Wait, I'm Um, so sorry to interrupt you. I have been to this place. (gasps) I've gotten this before. Please continue. Did you? Okay. Well, I can't wait to know. I love. Oh, thank God. Thank God. (laughs) Um, so we had lunch, we walked around, we got those like eternal friendship bracelets from Capper that cost way too much money, but are cute. Um, and then we, my friend Chelsea was like, let's go get some, um, soft serve ice cream sundaes. And I was like, wow, no one indicated that we wanted this, but you did know exactly what the vibe was. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for directing us. We went to a place called soft side, which is in Soho and we got three ice cream sundaes to share. Which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. What's better than a soft serve Sunday? Ooh, and it's like a towering mm. soft serve. Like it's a beautiful twist. It's just Yum. magnificent. So we had one Sunday that was a cl- uh, what I called the McDonald's classic, which is vanilla mm-hmm. with chocolate fudge. So good. We had one that was a strawberry shortcake, um, which is strawberry ice cream, strawberry syrup, like Nilla wafer type cookie situation. And strawberries. Okay. That was pretty good. I was like, that's something I would actually never, ever, ever I did get. not select it. I'll say that. Um, was it, how was the strawberry syrup? Was it real strawberry or was it the like? It was real. Okay. That's- so everything about it was good. The strawberry soft serve was a little like fakey tasting. Mm-hmm. Fakey tasting. That's okay. It was fine. But the real winner was the pistachio ice cream sundae. Wow. Which was pistachio soft serve with, I think it actually, I was going to say it was hot. It was chocolate fudge sauce, but I actually don't think it was. I think it was strawberry. Um, And it had chocolate shavings. It had Luxardo cherries and it had pistachios. And it was so funny. 2022. I'm just like, why have I not been eating more fucking pistachio ice cream? I never ever get pistachio ice cream but people that love pistachio go so hard for it i didn't know i think like when i was little i used to see pistachio ice cream and i would like imagine the way that it tasted based on the way that it looked and for some Mm -hmm. reason i like didn't connect the dots between like pistachios that i do deeply enjoy Mm -hmm. and pistachio ice cream and i also didn't connect the dots until like two years ago between like peanut butter frozen yogurt or soft serve which is one of my favorite flavors and pistachio as a relative like i mm-hmm. love a nutty ice cream flavor so i'm having a pistachio essence wow i'm so excited for you i'm excited for me too i think it's gonna be fun um erica's sister is a pistachio girl Ooh, she's like obsessed that for with her. it 
What's and the her, what's the pistachio of choice? According to her at this time, Van Leeuwen. Ooh, you know I haven't been to the scoop shop yet. Ever, it's, actually, in my I mean, life. I'm looking at your original worst being stressed about money i'll tell you that you can't get anything there for less than 14 dollars. it's crazy 14 dollars. it's like so unbelievably expensive um the price of ice cream has i mean the price of everything but ice cream in particular i'm like 14 even like a 10 dollar ice cream cone is so fucking egregious crazy i think i did get a sunday there i got a baby sunday and it was literally 14 dollars, and i was like mm, what that's so many dollars <laughs> So anyways, just like make sure you, you know, save up a budget, <laughs> literally budget for a fucking ice cream sundae. I'm so happy to hear that, though. And I'll Thank go you. on a pistachio journey with you. I know. Okay, I've, great. I've never once in my whole life ordered pistachio ice cream. I feel like this was the time that I, the last few times I've gotten ice cream, I've been like wanting to order pistachio and like feeling bad about it. And so I didn't do it. But then I, I feel like I've been totally vindicated by my experience with this pistachio. So, I mean, it's definitely like a chic flavor. Is it a chic flavor? I, I always kind of put it in the like grandpa, like rum raisin category. Oh, no. I think that is like coconut almond chip, rum raisin. Mm. Great coconut pet. almond chip. I'm not mad about that at all. People love that. Um, what flavor base is a grape nut ice cream? I don't know. It should be illegal, but I see it actually everywhere. And I'm like, this is a crime against humanity. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. Maybe it's vanilla or like a sweet cream with grape nuts in it. I mean, grape nuts are crunchy, but that's all they bring to the table. I don't do grape nuts. Personally, friend of the podcast will know about I know. That. I'm like, Kath, weigh in, girl. Um, okay. I'm going to move on to my best, which is actually our mutual best. But before I get to that, I do want to do a quick honorable mention. Okay, great. You want to laugh out loud. I recommend tuning in to the Los Culturistas bonus episodes that they've been releasing on Fridays for the last two weeks. They're having an awards show. Do you know about this? I've heard about, I have heard about it. I've heard about it. The Los Culturistas Culture Awards. They made up this award show. They made up the categories. They are unbelievable. Like they are so funny and they have been dropping these podcast episodes where they are like, mimicking the like um nomination reveal for like the oscars so they'll be like so silly the category of the tom and rita couple award the nominees are and then they'll just like name random people and they break and are laughing and it's and it's so stupid like that just the nominees and the categories are so stupid it's the best time like the only one i heard was like the like category is the Muna Hot Queer Person Award or something. Absolutely. <laughs> There's one about like Special. religious practice, and they're like kneeling. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Please check it out. Like they're they're like t- twelve minutes. They're so funny. I'm um, ready. But the real best and the real highlight, as you all know, if you listen to April, was Marie and I did go to. The Phil Field, what's it called? Uh, no, yeah, something about something. We went financial. We went to a a financial field in Philadelphia to see Taylor Swift, the one, the only. And I have you been seeing that thing on the internet where people are like, I have like I 
I just like forgot everything. Like I have amnesia from this experience. Did you see the the real scientific article about post-concert amnesia? Yeah, I, I read it and I was like, this is interesting. I don't have full on amnesia, but it does feel like a dream. It's a blur. It's a blur. Um, If you subscribe to the news, you heard my thoughts, but mm-hmm. I would say the TLDR is... I have never been to a concert like that, and I don't think I'll ever be at another concert quite no. like that. I also, Marie, as a person who has been a Swifty for longer and has been to other concerts, like mm-hmm. I was curious because I was looking at her other set list, and it seems like her other stadium shows were normal. Like they were like 19 to 22 songs or so. Yes. And the Eras Tour is literally like 50 songs. It's an unbelievable number of songs. Yeah. I mean, I, I went to the Speak Now tour in high school. So it was like probably this like third concert I ever went to. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of reference points. I think the only other concerts I had attended previously were um, Hello Goodbye. You might remember that band. I actually um, don't. They're not <laughs> drawing good. a blank. Um, this look up the song Shimmy Shimmy Quarter Turn if you want to be catapulted back okay. into a space of like lyrics that were in your high school or middle school acquaintances um AIM buddy profiles. Absolutely. Um, I went to Britney Spears and the Pussycat Dolls. Whoa. I went to the Black Eyed Peas, Ludacris, and LMFAO. Of course. And I went to Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole list from high school mm-hmm. i went to cold play oh cold so play. i was really only doing it was really only doing stadiums i guess the hits only at that yeah. time hits only um yeah i think it was a regular concert of a regular length um and, and i can tell you right not. now that she couldn't sing the way that she sang uh at whatever philadelphia field yeah so i have been listening to this podcast that marie has listened to and i referenced it in the news as well um it's every album ever something by the ringer and they okay go through yeah it's called every single album but i also always call it every album ever and so does everyone i've ever heard talk about it i don't know it's like a weird glitch in the matrix it's like the bear should absolutely do a rebrand yes they should but they go album by album taylor swift and other ones now too but um after this concert, I went and listened to this podcast and really did learn quite a bit. And something mm-hmm. that they reference a lot is that she was like low key, a really bad singer. And I would say like, I don't think that Taylor Swift is an unbelievable singer. Like nothing about her singing is what I'm remembering about the concert, except she really did fucking go for it um, in the reputation era. And yes, she, did she hit did. some notes. Um, you know, she's never going to be like, a Brandy Carlisle or a Sarah Bareilles vocalist no. in my like in in like yeah my concert experiences but it was an unbelievable feat what she did and I don't think that very many people on earth could do it no she's a not a normal person she is different than we are that's for sure absolutely what was your peak and your pit of the era's tour Whoa. My pit was the moments when I honestly, this was like sort of a peak in and of itself as well. Mm, so there were some screaming Gen Z people. Oh. As we I knew, honestly there think would they be. were like our age. 
Well, the people behind us were our age oh. and they were my pit for sure because mm-hmm. they were being pretty annoying and they were doing something that I hate more than anything, which is trying to predict what song is coming next um, and referencing the set list. And then like the opening chords would happen and they'd be like, speak now, speak now, speak now, speak now. And I'm like, everybody knows. Everybody knows now. Like you don't have to. It's it's OK. Like you, or just like let me get there. You did say on it my first. Own. I'm happy for you. But when they started like referencing the set list, which I had avoided spoilers for religiously for many months, I was like, I'm gonna pop you guys. But then we did have mm-hmm. some nice interactions. The girl right behind me was like, "Sorry, I'm screaming in your ear," and I was like, "Thank you for your self awareness." Um, but there were some 12 year olds not right behind us. Thank God, because I don't think that I would have survived. Mm-hmm. They were like probably 10 people to my left. Um screaming filming themselves the entire time with flash on and i the girls in front of them i think were about our age and i think that they were like doing like deep cleansing breaths to try and carry on our friend mike who was in a different section solo famously said that the gen z attendees that film themselves singing at the top of their lungs deserve the guillotine and (laughs) i don't know if that's uh his words, not ours. Yeah, but his words, not ours. But... I think in a moment of passion at the concert when all you can hear is the um, children around loud, you. loud, selfie, narcissistic screaming off pitch of a quiet, mournful moment. I, I, who, who else, who among us could be held accountable for the things we think or say, you know? I couldn't agree more. So that was the pit and the peak. I mean, there were a lot of peaks. I had, I will say this was not Taylor Swift, but I had an emotional moment oh. um, during the Phoebe Bridgers set. Um, maybe if you guys are lucky, I'll post that on Instagram. I looked at it today and I really had a laugh. It's unbelievable. Um, I think that I liked Don't Blame Me. 100%. I mean, it was exactly what I wanted, but all of the like folklore and Evermore sets are like where my heart lies. So I was really happy. I have something controversial to say. I simply can't wait to hear it. Um, I'll start with my peak. It was the reputation era. And going mm-hmm. in, I was not really a reputation listener. Mm-hmm. And now I can't stop. I love it. Don't Blame She's Me was addicted. the best song in the entire concert. It was amazing. With, an, with a really strong um, follow from Marjorie for me personally. Yeah, Marjorie that is, is my, my favorite Taylor Swift well. song. So good. Um. My pit was a combination of 1989 and Folklore. And I think that Whoa. the reason for that is because Folklore, I believe, had too many songs. People on the internet agree with you. I just, and I think the I think had Folklore been first or second, I probably wouldn't care. But I think when we were three hours in, I said, actually, I don't want to hear these songs. Yeah, that was when we needed intermission, actually. Yeah, I just think there was a little too much folklore because folklore is introspective and slow and it's gorgeous, but I didn't need it at that time. Mm. And that was just my experience. <laughs> Thank you for sharing bravely with us. I loved it, but um it was a I crazy think, concert. Yeah, I'm like low key like it's like maybe a little too long. Like I I really enjoyed it and it's like an experience for the ages, but it's like yes. maybe a little too long. It might have been a little too long. I was like I think well cuz Hannah and I are going again. And when we were on the train, 
like it's finally after after like publicly. we're I'm going on the record. Um, we nearly died trying to get on the train, um, in a human crush. Oh so my God, we never even talked about this. It was tr- it was bad. Um, it it actually was totally fine, but I was like, we may die here. We got on the train, and I was like, I'm so exhausted. Like, I actually don't think I want to go again. Like, I don't think I can do it. Like, physically, emotionally. And I, I'm over that now, obviously, but I was like, if I were her and I had to go on stage and do that show again, less than 24 hours later, I would hysterically cry myself to sleep every single night. That's what I don't understand because she (laughs) not only has to be like physically ready to do that, which by the way, the entire next day I could not get off. Like I was like deeply unwell. Like I was Mm -hmm. not physically well. Mm -hmm. Um, So physically she has to show up, but she also has to make it seem like she's doing it all for the first time and make it so special for the 70,000 people that are there. And I'm like, that's crazy that that's how many people are there. Impossible for me. Yeah. No chance. A 0% chance for me personally. So anyways, I hope that if you are interested in going to the Eras tour that you get a ticket because I do think it is um, a moment in culture, so to speak. Yeah. I hope you're, if if you want to go, I hope you can go. But we will be discussing a little bit more about the Taylor universe in our culture section coming up. Um, but for my worst of the month, uh, you know, pretty much the same caliber as the Taylor Swift Eras tour. Shake Shack mm-hmm. released a new veggie burger. <laughs> right now, if you are a veggie person like me, they have the fried mushroom burger, which is fantastic. But really, really good. Don't want a fried mushroom. You know, you just want something. A little Isn't it also like stuffed with cheese? It's stuffed with cheese. Yeah. So sometimes there's a time and a place. Yeah not the vibe so i was really excited for a veggie option and this was like a patty that they make there and it's made of like normal stuff like it's not like beyond meat it's like beets and i don't know farro like whatever real ingredients not made in the laboratory and then it has pickles and fried onions on it and like i think the special sauce i was like sounds great here's the problem they're trying to mimic a burger Mm. and i don't like burgers i think they're gross so for me i said no also the textures like the fried onions were supposed to be giving crunch and they weren't and so it was all just Mm -hmm. kind of soggy and that did not work for me the word soggy is almost never good no it was really actually very bad and i was very excited to try it and that's just a bummer so we're going to a baseball game on friday and i will not be getting this at shake shack wow you heard it here first, people. Absolutely. What is your worst? There's there's a few to choose from here. Yeah. The first two are pretty <laughs> straightforward. Um, I've been spending too much time on Instagram. I've That's been a bad thing. It's not good. I've been pretty stressed about money. Um, and one of the big reasons is my real worst of the month, which is my healthcare debacle. Oh no. Um, which is um all of you in our close personal friend group of pod listeners know that I started a new job in February. So I have new health insurance. Um, when I signed up for health insurance, they accidentally signed me up twice. So I had two health insurance policies. No, they said to me, do not worry about it. One of them will be canceled after 30 days. I said, great. Um, you trusted them. I trusted them at Care First um, Blue Cross Blue Shield. Um, instead, what happened was I did indeed get charged twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
then I called them to try and rectify that. And for some unknown reason, um, they charged me two more times for each healthcare policy. So what ended up happening was that I was charged $3,000 in a 48 hour period um, for my $500 healthcare uh, plan. Absolutely um, not. Correct. So I got into a long, months long battle with them about trying to cancel second unnecessary health insurance policy. I was very clear to them the whole time because I now my trust in them was zero. Mm -hmm. I do want to cancel this policy. I do not want to cancel this policy. This is my health insurance. This is not my health insurance. Please cancel one. (laughs) Only cancel one. This is the one to cancel. Okay. 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 And so I'm talking to Blue Cross. I'm talking to DC HealthLink. As I mentioned, these two entities do not seem to be talking to each other at Mm -hmm. all. Finally, the extra healthcare policy is canceled. I said, amazing. This is last week. I, I said, can you please send me a reimbursement for the healthcare that I paid for that is now canceled? And they said, for sure. And I said, okay, I haven't paid you any money since this started because I don't trust you. And I feel though, I feel as though now it's sorted out. So I'm going to pay you some money. And I've been very clear with you throughout this whole process that I would not be paying you money until you figured this out. And everyone said, no problem. I said, you're not going to cancel my health insurance. No, we will not cancel your health insurance. Last Wednesday, they said, no, ma'am, we're not going to cancel your health insurance. You have one policy now and we're super not going to cancel it. Logged (laughs) in today. It was canceled. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I did spend one hour and 45 minutes again on the home with the phone with DC Health Link. And I no. will say that my new best friend, Lady, um, fixed it for me. Her name is Lady. Her name is Lady. Perfect. Um, and she, Shout she was out. like, she was like, I, she's like, I escalated this. You're going to find out in up to four weeks if you are approved <gasps> for new health care. And I burst into tears, <laughs> obviously. I was like, I, don't want to be without health insurance for a month. I'm very like, stressed about this. this not my fault. Anything that I did. Yeah. And she was like, you're so right. Please hold. And like went on hold. And she was so apologetic about making me wait. And she was like, it's going to, I'm going to, I think I got a solution. I was like, okay, lady, lady, you got me. And she was like, cool. We're just going to, I talked to my supervisor and we're just going to get you a new policy. It starts tomorrow. That was like what queen. we're talking about. So hopefully that proves to be true. I'm obviously... You know, oh, holding on to my newfound skepticism. Tomorrow's the big day. My newfound, huge air quotes, skepticism mm-hmm. of the U.S. healthcare system. Obviously, I've had that. I think you're actually the only person to ever have an issue with them. Yeah, it's usually pretty easy to have health insurance in the United mm-hmm. States. So it's kind of crazy that I'm having these issues. Um, but it has been very, very fucking stressful um, to and not annoying. know if I have health insurance, to have been charged a lot of money that I did not have and to briefly not have health insurance and think maybe I wasn't going to be able to have health insurance again until fucking open enrollment, which is in many months. That's crazy and stupid. And I really hope that lady is a woman of her word and that you'll see that tomorrow. Uh, Did you get your money back though? I did get my money back. Thank God. Yeah. Today. 
Oh, that's for those counting at home. That's like 90 days later. Crazy. I hate Mm -hmm. when that shit happens. Well, you know about that in a big way. Absolutely. Check out July 2022 from (laughs) for another stupid U.S. system. That was so special. I love that that was captured on our recording. Anyway, so health care in the United States of America is my worst of the month. And that's actually really fair. And I'm surprised it hasn't been sooner. So Honestly, thank you for us, we're blessed that. for not having had it sooner. And I'm like, knock on wood. Um, well, moving on from these like really riveting bests and worsts. Mm-hmm. Um, and really related to each other. Yeah. <laughs> so similar. It's all related. So true. Um, little spare time rec time. What do you want to recommend to us listeners of the pod for our spare time? I would like to recommend a podcast. Um, As you know from this year's ins and outs, podcasts are out. But if you're Mm -hmm. here, you might still be listening to podcasts. So you might like this. Um, The band Muna, which we love to talk about on this podcast, um, actually referenced once on this episode already, Mm -hmm. um, has a podcast that's not new, but it's new to me. And it's called Gayotic. Um, So silly. It's so silly. It's kind of a podcast about nothing, which, you know, we happen to know a thing or two about. Um, But if you like the band Muna and you like their, like, if you look at their Instagram and you think they're funny, like, you will love this podcast because their dynamic is just, like, amazing. Um, I, I would say, like, start with they did two episodes to open the second season where they interview Tegan and Sarah. Um, So fun. Which is really fun. And they actually get into a lot of kind of like granular conversations about being a queer band in the music scene and like about breaking out onto the music scene and like financial struggles and kind of all of the nitty gritty things that make it really hard in the first few years. So if you're a a gay person or if you're a person who is interested in musicians and their lives, I thought it was really fascinating and they're funny. I can't wait. I have not listened to this, but I saw that they had an episode that came out today with my King Matt Rogers. So I will be tuning in. Yes. I can't wait to listen to that one. It's the less the episode that they posted. That's just the three of them is insane. I can't wait. If you don't (laughs) know about Muna, they also like all kind of dated each other. Like it's very, they, they really go deep. It's it's delicious to me. Everything other. about it is perfect. They're so fabulous. I love them forever. I love them too. Um, I'm definitely going to give that a listen, Marie. Yay! What do you recommend to our close personal friends here? Something that I did this month a couple of times. Eric goes out of town like more than usual. And so I had some like weekend mornings to myself. And I went to my favorite coffee shop and got a coffee and a pastry and sat outside in the perfect spring weather as discussed at the top and just like watched the world go by and read my book and just like had a moment in the community. And that was nourishing. And I recommend it to all of you. My personal coffee shop of choice right now is Lost Sock Roasters. Have you been there? I was just going to say, I've never been there. I think it's perfect. We should go. It's very, very sweet. Yeah, let's go. Let's co-work in Tacoma Park sometime. Let's do it. Sounds fun. We could go to Donut Run. Yep. Love that Also, Brewster just has food, though, and it's good. Oh, okay, then. No Donut mm-hmm. Run. Maybe we can get our nails done. Oh, yeah. I'm so down. But not when we're climbing a lot. 
No. You could do a petty. Climbing lot. A petty. Anyways, go treat yourself to a coffee and live your life. It's nice. That is nice. And reading a book in a coffee shop is a certain kind of looks. And outside too. Mm. So good. Really enjoyed. Um, okay, are you ready to get into this next section or what? I honestly don't know if I am, but we have to go there. And that's the way I feel about this whole thing. I know. Let's just keep it like super high level. Okay. <laughs> you know I could go too. I know. I'm like, I can't. Um, we're talking about culture, three things you need to know. Yes. This famous section that I actually think people do like. It's pretty silly. It's really random. That's it could go sure. a lot of different places and it does. It does and it will today based on what I'm seeing. Um, but Marie, what's the first one? Tell us. It's the Maddie Healy stuff. If you're a Swifty, which I think many of you are, you've probably been following the fact that Taylor Swift is allegedly... It's definitely true, but I'm putting the air quotes in there because we are journalists mm -hmm. allegedly dating lead singer of the 1975 Matt Healy, lead singer of the 1975 and um, racist in general, like shitty guy. Mm -hmm. And so the part, the part that we're putting in the culture here is there have been these articles coming out that are like maddie healy apology or apologist articles basically like one article in the new yorker by gia tiolentino who i really love and I know, admire shocking. i just read her book recently um trick mirror trick mirror i haven't finished it isn't that lame of me no i didn't think it was as good as i wanted it to be yeah i like her i like her standalone pieces better yes but i except for this one i mean it's in i guess it is all interesting and then there's this rolling stone article about how it's sexist of us to criticize Maddie Healy for some reason. I don't think it's true. First of all, I mean, there's so much to discuss here, but like the, the title of the Rolling Stone article is we wouldn't be having this conversation if Taylor Swift was a man. And I actually don't think that's true in this particular case, because I do think that we've seen it happen with men in the culture recently. Um, yes. And I think like it's different. To be like, it's, I don't think that, I think it's a false, a faulty comparison because we're taught, it's different when you're talking about a powerful white man being mm -hmm. racist and problematic at best. Um, like that is a very, that's a person who's un completely unchecked in most ways in their life for the most part. And I think that that's important to the conversation. So it's not it actually doesn't make sense to be like, oh, if she was a man and he was a woman, like it would be a really different conversation. And I think that it would still be scrutinized. But the fact that he is a white man is the reason that we're still having this fucking conversation because white men get to do whatever they want. And I think the timing of it all, too, like Taylor Swift is currently on a nationwide tour that has it's spanning like six months like she's she's never been like more in the culture and she like yeah. is generally in the culture so it's like she's front and center right mm -hmm. now so like of course and if she i don't know and this week also she released some new music or last friday she released the lana del rey song with more lana which i actually thought was pretty lol um and then she released karma featuring ice spice which is a person that Maddie Healy had like publicly said racist and generally just disgusting things about. And so 
I don't know. Like, does it change the way that you feel about Taylor Swift, Marie? Or, like, should it? It changes the way... Mm, I mean, I guess it does change the way that I'm thinking about her. It makes me feel really disappointed in her. And I'm sort of waiting for something from her. And if I'm waiting forever, then I think that I will be like, damn, that really sucks of you. Like, I think that she, because the problem with her is like, she is listening to what people are saying on the internet. Like we know that she's in the comments sections of everything. Like the more Lana thing is a perfect example because that's like an in joke of what everyone was saying online about the original version of the song, not having enough Lana literally having none. So I'm like, if if you are listening to that, then I know that you are reading what everyone is saying about Maddie Healy and you are electing to like basically plead the fifth by not confirming your relationship and thereby like feeling like you don't actually have to like address any of it. And I'm like, I mean, maybe you don't have to address it, but you do have to dump him, unfortunately, for you if you're having fun because he's a bad guy. Yeah. And like like, you are you're not going to get married. You're not going to get married. You are not a regular person. Like I think all and I think all the people who are like, oh, my God, like, of course, everybody dates someone who says racist things are telling on themselves because no, no, (laughs) I've never dated anyone who said racist things. I mean, I think I did, but we're um, not dating anymore. Famously. Mm -hmm. um, And that's the key takeaway. So I do think that it's rising. It's making me feel pretty bummed out about our friend taylor especially when i'm at in a moment where i feel like she should just be like undeniably at the top of her game i'm like damn you're really blowing it girl yeah it seems like she can't help but do that but yeah i think for me i agree with everything you said and i think what's so like unfortunate for taylor is that like she has a very different life from almost every person on earth and it's Uh like that is that's hard in certain ways for sure and like that sucks in certain ways for sure but then that also does come with a lot of benefits and it's also the life that she has been building and designing and creating For for herself so i do think that she has a responsibility and For i think sure. that she's very um she's very in and out with when she taps into how she engages with that responsibility and i think yes. we've seen it and i think it's like we culture me i have said this before i went to the era store like i think she's generally perceived as being kind of like calculated and like mm-hmm that is very layered and it's like I don't think we generally call men calculated when they're successful or whatever but like to me this is kind of that where it's like well you know you're very you're being very silent about something that is definitely like making a lot of people feel very uncomfortable and that yeah, is and like so many choice. of her fans of color are like voicing those concerns online and I just think it's pretty shitty of her i mean it's like what you said with great power comes great responsibility and like unfortunately like you don't get to like be a fuck boy and do whatever you want because you're the most famous person on the planet and people are looking to you to set an example and like that's the life that you chose and wake up every day and choose so like sorry yeah 
but also I'm not that sorry. Just do the right thing, babe. It's giving like girl who posted every single day in summer of 2020 about Black Lives Matter and then like stopped caring. Yeah. And also like I just don't want to like see a Netflix documentary about this in three years where you're like, oh my God, everybody hated me and that was so hard. And it's like, well, I don't know if you do it to yourself. Like, right. Whatever. A hundred percent. I'm curious. I am really curious about like what this, how she'll spin it eventually or like what she'll say eventually about this because she always says something one way or another. We know know? she will. But I think that's the point. I think the point that she's not saying something now is the problem because we know she'll say something. 100%. And honestly, I don't, I don't care about any songs about Maddie Healy. I don't need to hear them because you, you shouldn't have anything to say about yeah, I don't want to hear the relationship later. And I'm just also like bummed out because there are so many other people, especially women that I love and admire who are also Maddie Healy apologists. Oh my God. Like, like Phoebe Bridgers. People, you know? No, oh, no, yeah. no. Like famous people <laughs> who are like also like, you know, not feeling any type of way about him or like, I mean, I think that there is, there has to be a way to like, acknowledge what everyone is saying and the things that he has said and done that are fucked up and also like whatever have your like honor your personal relationship with him and like or like share that you're talking to him about that stuff all and all he needs to do he needs to also like i don't it's not up to taylor swift to like absolve him either like he could also uh perhaps say something oh to the effect did you of, see that he recently said something to the effect of like that was like, I don't want Ice guys... Spice to think I'm an asshole or something was his no, apology. He, he like doubled down on his no. podcast comments. He literally was like, the fact that you guys care is stupid. Like you guys need to get a life was basically what he said. The thing that makes me insane is that like, people are like, oh, well, like that's just like his brand. Like he's just like, everything is stupid. I don't give a shit about anything. And like he makes these offensive jokes like to prove a point. And I'm like, that's such fucking white man garbage. Like you can't actually do that. Like that is not, it's never like allowed to say racist shit just to like be ironic. Like that's not a thing. Sorry. No, we don't do that anymore. It's bad. And it definitely, very bad. it's interesting the timing of it all having in the month of May, seen taylor swift and been excited about it and then now kind of like reckoning with this and questioning what my like relationship moving forward with taylor swift is i don't know i don't know anyways moving on to number two we could talk about that one forever we really could this is an article in the guardian called why have we stopped talking to strangers and to be clear marie and i have not read this article in its entirety but i just think that the title was interesting and i just wanted to generally discuss what do you think i mean you know this falls into like some of my favorite categories which is like broadly what is technology doing to our brains and to society um and like i think the an interesting point here was like it's not actually just phones that are like keeping us in our own world but like headphones in public places which i really think is interesting um and the like urban planning piece of the puzzle that like keeps people in their like siloed in their own little worlds um it makes me feel sad and it also i think it's interesting to think about on the heels of the pandemic where 
we really weren't interacting with strangers in some ways. And like, I think that we talked about this on the podcast that like a lot of those interactions with like people that you see every day, but you don't really know, or like, Mm -hmm. you know, like the barista or like the male guy at your office, like that stuff really adds like dimension to your life and like contextualizes your life in a lot of ways. And also concurrently in the pandemic, like we started interacting a lot with people who like used to be strangers, like our neighbors or like Mm -hmm. the people who are like within a five block radius of us. So I think that it's interesting to think like, has, has any of that actually changed the way that we move through the world? And it seems like the answer is no, which is dark. That is dark. (laughs) I do think that people like pretty much forgot everything about the pandemic. Um, And I think part of that is probably good. And part of it is maybe like we should consider it more, but yeah, I think everything that you said is definitely something I agree with. I think for me personally, this is like, I'm in the business of connecting strangers. Like that's what Mm -hmm. I do professionally. Like my job is to make people feel welcome and happy in the spaces that they're in and to feel like they are part of a community and community is generally very important to me in my life as well. So it's interesting because I think about this a lot all the time. And like, I am the person that like, I say hello to every single person that I see in my building every single day. And like, I will go out of my way to be like, hi, it's nice to see you to somebody that I have seen many times over three years that I've lived here to be like, I know that you know me and you know that I know you. And I really, and like every single person that like cleans my building, like I will stop and be like, how's your day going? Like all of those things are really important to me. And I also know that I am like so deeply in a minority. And I know that most people don't even notice that those things are happening around them. And that's literally like, again, it's like, I professionally am thinking about this all day long. How do you like get people out of their own fucking shit? Also as a culture, something that really interests me that I think is similar to this is the QR codes of it all, like QR codes or kiosks replacing human beings in cafes or restaurants and like just completely removing the opportunity to have a personal experience or a personal connection when you're going into a space that is generally recognized as a space of hospitality and experience and connection. Mm -hmm. So I was, again, kind of like inspired by the title more than the article specifically, but those are all the things that I think about. And it's interesting because I feel like knowing somebody's name or recognizing someone even if you don't really know them is to your point like the foundation of a meaningful life but I don't think that we like think about that enough and in the pandemic when that was stripped away we felt the weight of missing that Mm -hmm. but but to what you just said like do we even acknowledge or recognize that it's back and like what how are how are we thinking about it differently or how do we like make it feel more meaningful or lasting now that it's back I don't know. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's funny because I do feel like there's like easy ways to do, to like fix some of the problems, like take your headphones off during the moments in your commute when you're like 
getting into an elevator or like getting onto a bus or and like I think the QR code thing is such a great point because I fucking hate that and I do think that it's like not only is it like problematic for people's jobs and like employment opportunities but it's also just like so isolating beyond and it's like I'm a person that has some like food um like restrictions and it's like actually almost impossible to order from like a QR code or like if you can only order online and there's no like edit like I always have to go find the person anyways and I'm a person who uh hates to choose and almost always just Mm -hmm. takes the suggestion of a server so I hope that the QR code I feel like most like fine dining establishments are doing away with it which is good but I hate it. I mean, even just a QR code menu, even if you do have a server, like takes you out of the table and into your phone. And like, as we know, it's hard to resist the vortex of your phone once it's in front of you. So yeah, bad stuff. Completely unrelated to this, but related to the internet. Have you seen that this week? There's been a few articles published about like the kids of parental influencers are like now growing up and like have agency to be like I'm I hate it and like yeah didn't we I think we talked about this because there was that girl who like wrote a letter to the editor and that like anonymous letter about like how she was basically like monetized from a young age and her parents she was basically like it makes your parents into your bosses but like you aren't getting paid and like so you're crazy. their child. Yeah, it's so it's colossally fucked up. It's so crazy. It scares me. Okay, well that's something to consider. How do you um connect with people in this age of your phones and constant connection in the virtual world? Um our final point. Do you want to open it up? Yeah, we have two options here and I'm trying to decide I think that I'm going to go, we can probably talk about both of them, but I need to speak about the Barbie movie trailer. Unfortunately, like I haven't watched it. I don't know why I've been. Oh my God, you have to watch it. So I've been sort of like passively annoyed about everyone who's so excited about the Barbie movie for the Mm -hmm. past few months, like since the like photos were coming out. And I just felt like I was like, I don't understand the hype. Like, I don't get it. Like all of the posts of all the people who are going to be in the Mm -hmm. movie like everybody was like circulating them like crazy and i was just like maybe i just like was maybe i'm just so much gayer than i thought like i had barbies (laughs) but i was like i just don't fucking care about this like the nostalgia factor is like not hitting whatever passively annoyed the trailer drops and i was like this is perfect oh my god i have to watch it <laughs> i like have been thinking about it every day i simply can't wait to see this movie and i was thinking we should go see it together i would love to we should go to the alamo but it's culturally fascinating that i'm and i think I, they actually it seems that they've done i mean greta gerwig genius i guess but like whatever they've done something sort of interesting with the the premise for the movie which i was kind mm-hmm. of because that was the other question i was like what the fuck is this going to be about um it's a little bit of like the matrix or like nightmare before christmas energy where it's like barbie discovers that there's another world out there and like she's got to go see what's what's happening and the, the other world is like the real world not barbie world mm-hmm. um and i think it looks like it's going to be hilarious and it looks really self-aware and like perfectly camp 
but I think that the like millennial obsession with nostalgia is interesting and I mm-hmm. also think it's really funny to be think like there's a lot of like super weird internet discourse about it just it just does something weird to people to like reference uh like key cultural moment from childhood like it makes mm-hmm. people re- re- respond in a sort of like unusual unexpected way so I feel like it's going to be interesting to hear the reviews. I mean, and I think it's sort of similar to what we're seeing with like the little mermaid that everybody is like so bent out of shape about like not liking it or like, you know, whatever the like live action is weird. or Like the scene where she saves Eric's from drowning is traumatic or like the lighting is too dark. Like everyone the is just, like, makeup. so many feelings about it. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like we are broken. We are broken. Um, <laughs> I will definitely watch the Barbie trailer and I will definitely see it with you. There's Yay. a lot of movies coming out that I'm excited I know. To see. I haven't been to the movies in a long time and I would love to see. I want to, I mean, there were so many funny memes about like, we're going to go see Barbie. We're going to go see Little Mermaid and we're going to go see Oppenheimer, <laughs> a movie about the atomic bomb. <laughs> and that right cool, there is cool, a Saturday. Cool. And that's it. That's all you need to know about how we're doing as a society. That's pretty much it. Um, the other quick topic here, Queer Ultimatum, is live on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Eight episodes are out. Um, we are going to watch them and review them next time. I, I have wait. watched um, six, and uh, I can't wait to talk about it with you. There's definitely a lot to discuss. And overall, I like it. But I'm so I eager to talk about it. like everything <laughs> Ooh, well og listeners of the pod i think we must have talked about this way back when may remember that we loved a queer season of the dating show are you the one loved loved and so i'm eager to see another to see more queer reality dating show content i mean it's like so perfect for drama I think the thing that maybe I don't love is that the premise of the ultimatum is it's five couples that come in because one person was like, we have to get married. And the other person was like, I'm not ready. But so then there's only 10 of them. And so then they have to like recouple among Mm. 10 people. And like, it's it's not that many people hit for everyone is the ultimatum for all of them. Like we need to get married or break up or is it like different for certain couples? It's the same ultimatum across the board, but I will tell you, I watched the um, like first ultimatum of straight people and it was shocking. Like the oh, couple whoa. that I was like, Oh, you are for sure. Like never, ever, ever going to speak again. Cause you hate each other. They are married and they have two kids. So whoa. I don't know. Like, I wish them nothing but the best, I guess. But that season was also, I believe, in, like, Texas. So mm-hmm. it was kind of giving mm-hmm. a different vibe. This is um, queer people in California. So, yeah, different energy, different energy. Um. Well, I can't wait to watch it, and we'll be discussing next time. Absolutely. Alisa, right. yes. what's on the horizon for you in the month of June? I can't believe that it's June. I can't believe it's, Me like, either. summer. When it's high summer. In the summertime, we're doing it. So speaking of summer, I will be going to summer concerts, which I'm yes. very excited about. I love an outdoor concert. Me too. What's better? Nothing. Also, some outdoor sports. Ooh, we are, uh, we're going to sports. We're going to sports. Um, I'm continuing my knitting journey, and I'm starting my sewing class. So um, fun. I can't. So I just can't quit fun. My craft's so fun. 
Um, I, in the month of May, I was traveling quite a bit and I just feel like I haven't had like a home cooked meal in 30 days. And I'm really looking forward to having a home cooked meal and just like eating fruits and vegetables that are coming out of the ground right now, you know, you know, you're just like, I need to just like come out of the ground. Yeah. It's really a great time at the farmer's market. Um, and I'm doing a no buy June. I love that halfway through the year. It's, I just feel like I want to just kind of get back to like some of the intentions that I have around my budget and Mm -hmm. it's not a completely strict no buy, um, in terms of like experiences, but it's strict about things. And I think it's going to be great. I love that. Maybe I'll join you. Please. It starts tomorrow. Um, I know. I'm like, do I need anything? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's what I have going on in June. What about you? Um, This is my first June in Washington, D.C. in like years. Crazy. I haven't been in D.C. for Pride like ever, I don't think. Yeah, Um, that's true. So I'm really excited about Pride Month. There's a lot of cool stuff going on in the city. Yeah, I love to be gay. Whatever you guys get it. I'm gonna. Dot, I love. Dot, dot. I love outfits. I love glitter, etc. Um, I also feel like I've been having a lot of feelings about how horrible it is to be gay in some parts of the country, and all of the like book bans and transphobia, and like, like truly terrifying things that are happening. So, I'm excited to have some queer joy. Um, so important. So important. Um, and I'm maybe going to go on a health journey. You guys know how okay. I feel about myself and everything about food and exercise is very complicated and I'm still working it out, but I would like to be fitter. So well, I'm trying to figure out how to do it <laughs> in a way that doesn't make me sad. You know, I believe in you. And today I ran into marie at the gym fun of us. gym but she said i was on the treadmill i said okay girl i know here she is she went once i'll let you know how many times i've run on the treadmill when we talk next month i'm excited for you and you know what it doesn't really matter what that number is as long as you feel good thanks alisa anytime okay well um until next time i guess until next time it is time for bed and, and also I don't think it's until next time that I say now, is it? Um, yeah, you can say until next time. Until next time. Thanks for spending your spare time with us. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so natural. Um, something that I have been wanting to say also, Ooh. you can cut this out or keep it in. Maybe I'll uh, keep it. That stupid chocolate song by the 1975. I don't know how it goes. Sing it. Oh, my God. It's like, dun 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 like. Did it chocolate? <laughs> Do I? I don't think I know any 1975 songs. No, I feel like it's the only song that people know. Hold on. Pulling up the lyrics. Can't it's wait. so annoying. It's called Chocolate by the 1975. Mm-hmm. It's now run, run away from the boys in the blue. Oh, my car smells like chocolate. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, I'm going to send it to you. It's <laughs> the stupidest song in the world, and Matt Healy sings it. So, God, he's it just so makes gross. Sense. He looks like he, I like want to take a shower when I look at him. You know what I mean? Not in a good way. 100%. I, I have so many questions, unfortunately, for Taylor. Taylor. 
she just wants to be bod so bod and she's doing a bad job at it you know what I she mean? wants to be bod and it's like so lame like i'm like yeah i'm like oh what no, you're doing girl. like don't go after the bad boy like he's actually bad he's not bod no he's bad and just like enjoy it like just have a moment where people love you like can we just like yeah just take the there? w just take the w she couldn't take the w she can't leave well enough alone Elisa. She had a marvelous time ruining everything. Oh my god, I'm not cutting any of this. <laughs> okay, goodbye. Okay, goodbye.